Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 33 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner, and I'm a geeky mom, and I've got a story to tell about school, but I'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am joined by Regina McMenemy, fellow geeky mom and head geek at the Geek Embassy. Hey, Regina. Hey, Nicole. And joined by our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. Hey, Stephen. Hey, what's up? You sound very chipper for it being... The middle of the night. Because I got a good uh, energy drink this time. Um, I went to my... (laughs) Last time I experimented. You did, yeah. Really, you don't experiment. You shouldn't. No. um, So my true go-to is the Monster Energy Zero Ultra, the white one. Okay. It doesn't actually have any discernible flavor that I am aware of. I think it's supposed to be berries of some kind. I'm not sure. But it, it doesn't taste like diesel fuel <laughs> um and it works so it's cool. also, it also comes in this really fancy really tall can so i'm basically getting like several beverages out of it yeah um also i ate half of a pizza a little while ago <laughs> okay <laughs> don't tell oh, my doctor man. or my wife <laughs> okay okay um so my story oh my god Regina, you're totally going to flip out about this. So <laughs> my daughter, um, I put in drama class after school, you know, enrichment things. It's not put on by the school, it's by the PTA, and then they hire people from outside to do this sort of stuff. So I put her in drama, um, and I volunteered for the first um, class. So I was sitting there, you know, watching everything. The volunteers don't do anything, but just like, make sure nobody dies. Um, so I was sitting there watching it, and they're doing like, some little games like learning how to like take their place on the stage and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, it's going to be, it's musical this year, which it wasn't last year. So they all go over to the piano with the music person and he's going to teach them a song. And it turns out the song was I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. And uh, I was like, I'm not hearing this. Please tell me I am not hearing this. <laughs> So I went up to the people who are teaching it afterwards, and I was like, oh, you know, are they going to be doing Mulan? Because the song's still, you know, cringy, but if it's in context, I can kind of deal with it, you know? But nope, nope, not doing Mulan at all. Just singing that song. Uh, And I was like, oh, my God, are you you kidding me? Uh, So I emailed them. I'm like, look, this is inappropriate because, you know, it's making these gender assumptions, which are bad, not only for girls, but also for boys. Yeah. Because a song that has the refrain, be a man. Be a man, yeah. It's all about physical strength. Mm-hmm. It's just wrong. Yep. So I sent an email and said all these things, and they decided that they're not going to use the song, but only because the older kids who have a separate class decided that they didn't want to, and that the younger kids uh, apparently weren't good enough to actually do the song itself, like technically, like sing it well. Um, so not because it. it was like culturally inappropriate and insensitive to gender stereotypes. Exactly. But because they the kids don't not, have the skill to do it. Yeah. They did not acknowledge my concerns at all. No. So I'm like, I'm done. So, sorry, Anna. No more drama. Oh. So, um, but it's okay because she was upset the first class anyhow, because it split up kindergarten through second grade and then third through fifth. And she's in second grade, you know, which means that she's on the older end and she thought the kindergartners were super annoying so um so yeah 
So it turned out not to be so bad after all. Um, so anyhow, what's going on with you guys? Um, I mean... <laughs> no inappropriate songs being thrust upon <laughs> your children. It's funny because Anna asked me, like, you know, I was trying to put it into simplified terms for her why the song was bad because I needed to tell her why I was right. pulling her out. Yeah, context. And yeah. I'm like, well, the song tells you that you need to be a boy. <laughs> so that's basically what I said it. And they had given them a sheet with the lyrics on for them to take home and try to learn the lyrics. And so she still had it in her backpack and I took it out and I'm like, this is what you do with inappropriate material. And I just tore it in two. <laughs> like, this doesn't happen a lot, but if it's inappropriate like this, you tear it up before you throw it away. It's very satisfying. So, um, but hopefully that I haven't set a bad example and she'll be tearing up everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that might come back to you later. Will. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see in two weeks. Um, right. <laughs> no, my none of my children have been forced to um, sing songs that I disapprove of. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I have a I have a story to share. It's not. Um, it was actually from summer. Um, uh-huh. We weren't recording it when we weren't recording when this happened, but um, we went to an amusement park called um, Enchanted Forest, which is about mm-hmm. an hour from where I live. And, um, it's all, it's all fairy tales, you know, so there's like little mm-hmm. scenes and stuff for the fairy tales. Um, yeah. and so we came to Peter, Peter, Pumpkin Eater. Um, mm-hmm. do you know the rest of it or at least the beginning of it? Oh yeah. His wife had a wait, wife, but wait. couldn't keep her. He put a pumpkin in a shell and there he kept her very well. So he like oh, right. okay. traps his wife. And so we're going through and I'm with, you know, another mom friend of mine who's also feminist. And, um, so, so I re- Iris asked me to read this to her. So I read it to her. Mm. And then, um, <laughs> I said, Peter was a misogynist. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I really said for Heather's <laughs> benefit more than Iris. Yeah. But, <laughs> so did you get asked to define that word? Not in the moment. But oh, okay. the next day at bedtime, she's like, Mommy, what's a massagist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I had to, like, tell her what misogynist, the whole word misogynist and what it meant. But um, I haven't had a whole lot of moments where I'd say, like, my feminist mom comes out as a parent. But uh-huh. but that was one of them. I just couldn't take it. I'm like, Cause, you know, yeah. a lot of the fairy tales are... Uh, or nursery rhymes are um, terrible, terribly <laughs> sexist, and yeah. so I, I like, I like by at that point it was like late in the day, and I'm like, screw Peter, <laughs> like <laughs> she's not walking around thinking this is okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like um, when Anna was really little, my mother-in-law bought her this book of like, um. Like, it was just a book of, like, nursery rhymes. Yeah. It wasn't full stories. It was just nursery rhymes. And I hadn't been exposed to those things for the longest right, time. Right, yeah. And I just, I can't think of a specific one right now, but there were so many. There's so many. That I was just <laughs> like, this is terrible. I, I don't want Anna to hear this. Yeah. And, like, you know, I didn't, like, actually read it before. My mother-in-law, like, she brought it with her and right. gave it to Anna while she was there. And so she was reading it to her, and I'm listening, and I'm like... 
I don't. I don't want my daughter to hear this stuff. Nope. But you know, I no. can't stop. You can't because... stop at that moment. Yeah, you have to yeah. explain it later. Yeah, my mom did the. Well, my mom was more conscious of it though, because she had picked up some books for Iris and um, uh, di- ended up calling me up and she said, "I'm not sending you these nursery rhymes." <laughs> I was yeah. like, "What? Why?" And she's like, "They're terrible." <laughs> Just things they say about women. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Okay. <laughs> and then I found them. I found them later and I was like, yeah, I see why she didn't want to send these. So, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not. Yeah. I am sure that this will be the first of many, many struggles that I will have to go through. So, well, just remember, they're misogynists. To... <laughs> yeah, right. The misogynists. <laughs> still... <laughs> How would you spell that? Because I might make it this title. <laughs> I, I would do massage hyphen ist. <laughs> okay. Just okay. To make it very All clear. Right. Massage, massage ist. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Sony has come out and given us all the details on the PlayStation Five, including its release date, which is holiday next year. Not a big surprise. Uh, we're going to have PS Five and Project Scarlet head to head. Like I said, not a big surprise. And uh, they talked pretty extensively with Wired about all of the technical details and it's basically the same as project scarlet for the most part you know it's got a solid state drive it's got a processor based on amd something or other and i didn't really think i didn't see anything super different um steven am i missing something or was it basically the same okay they're pcs man like this is just (laughs) what it is right like yeah Anyone who is look both platforms this generation found success just making a freaking PC in a box and like yes right like they figured it yeah. out the best way to make a console is to make it easy to develop games for and yeah the best way to do that is to make it a PC and so that's what they're doing I mean that. Yeah. Sony learned it from making the cell processor, right? Like that, they yeah. screwed themselves. They're still suffering from the mistake of the cell processor. So, yeah. Um, no, they're PCs, man, and it's great. It's exactly what just just do what they did this time. Just do it again, and yeah. realistically, my guess is that uh, Microsoft has learned their lesson and will message the Scarlet a little <laughs> bit better this time. Um, <laughs> And not, like, literally shoot themselves in the foot. Really, the issue is, if they were to announce the Xbox One's features now, which basically is what some of the rumors about the Scarlet are saying, like, you Mm -hmm. know, with digital libraries and all this stuff, like, no one would care. It was just too early. They, like, jumped the gun. Um, I can't wait. And also just, like positioned it as a multimedia machine. Yeah, which is just not exactly, which realistically, like, do all that stuff, just don't talk about it. That was the real issue. Like, all those things were cool. Like, yeah, cool, make TV shows and put it on there and, like, make it be the center of your living room. But, like, how about you let us accidentally find out that it's the biggest part of your living room? Right. (laughs) But, you know what I mean? Like, I... If they had just not spent time talking about that and got, I mean, they just got boxed out and that happens, right? It was a marketing strategy. They didn't see what was coming. Um, yeah. And the marketing you know. person left, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, they, uh, very soon afterwards. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and then Phil Spencer came in and. Yeah. I mean, he, he clean, clean house a little bit and fixed stuff. I mean, yeah. The bottom line is, I'm so excited for this next generation. Like, I came home, yeah. I, t- I told the wife, you know, listen, <laughs> next gen, next holiday. And she thought, because I texted her, and she thought mm-hmm. it was like this holiday. She's like, what are you oh. talking about? We can't get a new console. Like, and I'm like, honey, no, no, no. We don't have to do that this year. Just <laughs> um, we have time. And, and yes, I did refer to her as the wife within five minutes of you guys having a whole conversation about misogyny. No big deal. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think you've ever even called her that. It's always been the general. Yeah. So what's up with that, Steven? What's going I'm, on? I'm just, I figured I would just, <laughs> I was inspired by their, your drama club selection of Disney songs. It's just, infected me um but she um she knows she's in charge no matter what i call her so um the so um yeah i'm stoked i mean the the details they gave us are like kind of whatever right i'm excited about the the, i think the biggest thing i mean we knew they were going to be prettier right because that's just how it's always worked right it's just yeah what it happens um i'm really excited about the solid state hard drives and i think that's like the real thing that will have a tangible benefit that people will will see and understand mm-hmm. beyond it looks prettier. We all expect that. But the solid-state yeah. hard drives, all but eliminating or limiting load times, is a mm-hmm. very big deal. I mean, yeah. how many people played Skyrim and spent like what felt like a year of their life watching a loading right. screen? <laughs> only for that to not happen. Yeah. You know, under the new circumstance. And not only will it not necessarily happen as often, but... Um, you know, playing Spider-Man. Yeah. You can't swing down. You can't. There's a limit on how fast you can go because Mm -hmm. if you go too fast, you can't load the rest of the environment. Then it won't load it and you just run off the world. So now they can load the rest of the environment. And that's just thinking about games that have already existed. Mm -hmm. The, the ability to load things super quickly, um, we haven't even scratched the surface on what that means for enemies and the scale of combat. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that your husband has scratched the surface. Uh, (laughs) One day we'll find out, right? Like, and that's the thing, right? It's super cool. This is technology that has existed for a while. It just wasn't available to console players. Right. It's going to be a very big deal. And, and you can even see some of it, like go on YouTube and look up, you know, SSD demos, like mm-hmm. you'll see the load times. It's bananas. Yeah. It's absolutely bananas. So I'm very excited. Can't wait. Buying them both. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be buying them both as well. Yeah. I mean, and no, don't just automatically think I'm going to get one for free because that is not I probably think so. going to be the case. <laughs> I, I didn't think that. so. Um, but well, well, we the, did get the expect the the original Xbox One. It was a special thing that all of the Microsoft, well, not all of the Microsoft employees, but everybody who worked in games got um, a white Xbox One with a little um, like plate on it that said "I made this," um, which was pretty cool. Well, that's awful. So. That's awfully nice of them, considering they probably work like forty-seven hours a day on crunch. So, <laughs> right. good job. Um, I think the, the the good news for all of us that are waiting, right, and and for mm-hmm. you too, is GameStop still technically exists. So if you really wanted to, you could go pre-order it and then pay it off slowly. It's basically like layaway. Yeah, right. Um, it won't but exist will they for exist the next, next one. year. 
Right. Um, they will definitely exist next year. I'm a betting man. I will definitely bet that. They'll exist next year. Will they exist the year after that? Are you sure that? you want to bet that? I, I bet that you will, I, absolutely, I, name your price. I will bet that I will be able to pick up my Xbox One or Xbox whatever, whatever they decide to call it. Um, at the, the next Xbox and PS5 at GameStop. No, the day, right. the, like the year after, probably not. But they did make like almost a billion dollars in revenue this year. It's not like they have a revenue problem. They have a spending problem. Yeah. So anyway, that, we don't want to turn it into GameStop. I'm excited for the next consoles. The controller, though. Did you read the controller stuff? Oh, yeah. It's going to have, like, uh, like a mic in it so we can do, like, voice commands. Well, did I it, read that somewhere? Uh, Maybe. The big one is the haptic feedback, which is basically... Right. It's right. going to be, like, uh, HD rumble on the, the Joy-Cons. But yeah. the, the adaptive triggers... Which means right. that the buttons will be able to push back at you. Yeah. Um, I think that's awesome. Like, I just really imagine, like, playing Tomb Raider and, like, drawing back a bow and having yep. the button actually have resistance. That's yeah. cool. There is nothing like that right now. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's totally going to be cool. Yeah, those are going to be um, fun. Okay. Um, so, there is a pretty big controversy that happened recently with blizzard they suspended uh, a professional hearthstone player for um talking about um what's been going on in hong kong and sort of you know standing with the people who have been protesting over there and so blizzard kicked him out of well not kicked him out completely but he's suspended um, from the Hearthstone stuff, uh, for I don't even know how a year. long they said it was. A year, okay. And they took and, his winnings. Oh, they did. I didn't see yep. that part. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, you know, so, so Blizzard obviously not looking pretty good on that part, but they said it violated, you know, their terms of what their, um, competitors are allowed to do because he talked about it in like a post game interview, uh-huh. which, I don't know. Whatever. I think that they're just trying to not be political, which is fine. But, um, but yeah, lots of their employees don't agree with them. There was a huge walkout, um, and, you know, in, um, protest of this. So I don't know. You know, I don't even, I don't know how I feel about that. I can understand a big company sort of wanting to not take a stand on something like that, but I still don't think that it's cool that you just, cut off somebody's opinion just because they have to be, they happen to be, you know, talking to people after a game. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's really bullshit. Um, I was like, I thought, I, like, I'm like, oh, did my <sighs> Skype drop? Like, <laughs> no, I'm, We're both I'm thinking. trying to think of a way to, I was trying to think of a way to say it more delicately. It, it's, it's bullshit. I mean, here's really what what really it comes down to is um, it's not that he, you know, protested. It's he specifically called out the Hong Kong protests, which right, is yeah. a shot across China's bow. Yeah. China. It, and so for the first time in my life, I agree with Marco Rubio on something like <laughs> mark this one down because he said, you know, because China um, – <laughs> 
and its state-controlled corporate entities like Tencent, etc., have like yeah. moved out into the rest of the world, we're kind of living in communist China because they can yeah. just they they can exert their political their economic might and right. censor free you know free speech and free expression, um, and for an American company to mm-hmm. bow down to that is um problematic and it's certainly is it's it's a very slippery slope um yeah i totally get it right like hearthstone makes like a third of its money in china and if all of a sudden it got banned um yeah then that would be a really big hurt to activist and blizzard's bottom line Mm -hmm. um but like come on man like you're an american company like you kind of have to live with that yeah at least I would think you would. Um, I think maybe, like, it'd be, the, the dude knew he was getting, I mean, pro, I, I, the only other side that I feel about it is, like, protesting isn't protesting unless there are consequences, right? Like, it, like, yeah, that's true. It's, it's not a blog post, right? right? Like, anybody can right. just tweet crap, right? So he's right. protesting. So consequences are a part of it and they make it part of what it is, right? So mm. he knew he was going to be punished. I don't think he was expecting to lose all his earnings and be banned for a year and thus, like, basically eliminate his career. Like, a, yeah. being banned from a card game like that for a year means never play our game again, basically. Yeah. Because, I mean, coming. So, I mean, they could have, you know, stripped him of his earnings and, like, banned him for a month or something. You know, like, make yeah. it, you know, make it, like, nominal so that they can say they did it. But to ban him for a year is insane. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, this is not good. (laughs) Um, I was listening to, um, I was, I was not pleased to begin with. And then like, you know how you, you you hear something and like your thoughts, like the Lego pieces, like slowly kind of come together. Um, I was actually listening to, um, kind of funny games daily today. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and your friend, and uh, your friend Gary Witta was on there. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if you know, but he has strong opinions about things. Of um, course he does. <laughs> very strong opinions. And yes. he, uh, he said some things, and, and sometimes he and I don't see eye to eye. Um, mm-hmm. But in this case, like, he really just kind of solidified it for me. Like, for a minute, I was like, well, I mean, he's protesting, protesting. The punishment is part of that. Like, yeah. he's eating, he's going to eat shit, and, but he's making a really big point. Um, this was a bridge too far, and really, like, Blizzard was supposed to be one of the good guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the, like, Blizzard was supposed, like, if, like, if Bethesda did this, we'd be like, well, one more stupid thing from Bethesda, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, or if EA did it, we'd be like, well, right. EA's garbage, like, what do we expect from them? Um, But it's Blizzard, they were supposed to be one of the good guys, and yeah. for them to do this, and not only drop the ball, but, like, bury it in, yeah. you know, it's just, it's so frustrating. Um, You know, I mean, not only are there employees walking out, I, I don't know if you guys, like, 15 minutes before we started our podcast, the the lead for World of Warcraft deleted his World of Warcraft account. Wow. Wow. <sighs> um, that's, that's, that's the lead That makes my heart race a little bit, like... Um, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can... I mean, I don't think you can actually delete your account. Like, he canceled his subscription. Right. Um, I don't think you can actually... Like, I can't imagine he deleted his characters. Because I'm like, 
That, no one needs to do that. That's that's I mean, a lot of time. You just protest. Cancel your subscription. Don't delete your characters, guys. Because here's what I think. <laughs> yeah. True. And because take the money. You, you, you'll never get them back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the reality is, um, Blizzard's going to have to respond. Like at this point. Yeah. Um the the counter protest to them is going crazy. Um, the thing that is really interesting is people are using um, Mei, uh, who is a, char- a Chinese character in Overwatch, mm-hmm. <coughs> and creating memes and spamming them around the internet where they use her as a symbol of democracy and anti-Chinese re- um, propaganda, um. which, if they do it enough, will make it so that China will ban Overwatch in China. Yeah. Because, you know, like, wow. Winnie the Pooh is banned in China right now because people made a bunch of jokes about how the dude looks like Winnie the Pooh. So, like, <laughs> people know what they're doing, and so Blizzard yes. has to stop this. Also, BlizzCon's in three weeks. Oh, right. Yes. I forgot um, about that. So, so like... gonna <laughs> total focus of the press already was ready for that, and now... Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a mess. It's a mess, and they didn't have to do it. They could have done something. They could have nominally punished him and been like, we, we just don't want, we want to be apolitical because we're a global game. You know, we want to be, you yeah. know, they could have been like, we want to be apolitical regarding like borders and countries and stuff like that. But then again, at the same time, like, can you really do that with what China does just in general? Yeah. Like, uh, it's such a mess, but they, they're going to have to do something. So I await yeah. our next episode where we get to talk about. <laughs> Blizzard's attempt at a PR. They, they can't even really do PR stuff. They need to hire one of those crisis management people. Yeah. You know, like yeah, spend some sure. money, get somebody in here. Yeah. Like who did, things. who did the PR for the Exxon Valdez oil spill? Like you need <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was kind of funny though, on the coattails of this, uh, Epic Games jumped in and seize the opportunity yeah. to tell everybody that they will never restrict political speech in Fortnite. So like it's it's yeah. I was that was funny to me that they, they jumped right well, they, in there. It they was did almost get asked. immediate. Someone did, oh, ask did they them. okay. They were asked for a statement and they could um yeah, they they, they were asked for a statement. They could have shut their mouth. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of companies chose to, right? Like yeah. Nintendo, I'm sure, got a statement, and they said nothing. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure Capcom got a bunch of, you know, like anybody that does like an eSport, I'm sure, you know, like for real, like Riot, I'm sure, was asked. Right? Yeah. And they didn't say anything. But for, but so they, they, they have been really good at picking opportunities to like insert their... To like just make a point and like just yeah. s- screw that knife right. It's really it's really good. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah no it's our Fortnite. But and here's what's really interesting. So Bl- Act- Bl- Activision Blizzard like Tencent owns like four percent of that company. Yeah. Tencent owns forty percent of Epic. <laughs> and for Epic to be like nah it's cool say whatever you want about Hong Kong with Tencent owning almost half of them, like that's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if Tencent owned 40% of me, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't say anything about Hong Kong. 
You know, like as much as it pains me, like if they yeah. own forty percent of me, I I wouldn't mess with it. I would yeah. donate money to causes and keep my mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. So, listeners, what do you think about this? Send us an email, geekingmoms at gmail dot com. So, uh, on lighter news, um, <laughs> Untitled Goose Game, which was just recently released, has been crushing sales. Yeah, <laughs> like people dominated. are crazy about this thing. It is funny. I know we didn't play it, but we watched other people play it at PAX. And it is pretty funny. Like, you just terrorize people. Right. Like, you just run up to them and do all kinds of stuff. And there's this farmer guy who's, like, trying to accomplish things. Like, he puts, you know, fertilizer or something down somewhere because he needs it there. And you as a goose can run over there and grab it and, like, throw it in a river or, you know, just stuff like havoc. this. But, yeah. You're a um, jerk. Yeah. Yeah. You're a jerk. <laughs> You're a jerk. Exactly. You're a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. But, yep. Crazy. Crazy popular. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody saw it coming. Uh, but, um, you know, that I happens did. all the time. Oh, you did. Okay, Steven. <laughs> I think I, I don't think that, that uh, realistically, I don't think that this was hard to predict. Because it's wholesome chaos. Because at the end of the day, you're just being a nuisance. And it's, like, cute and stupid and has an ironic name. Like, this had, like, wacky, stupid indie success written all over it from the day it was shown off. Um, so, no, I, I mean, I saw it, but I can't imagine I was alone. This is one of those, yeah. like, it's just stupid. And you know who really <laughs> desperately, we don't own it yet because it's just, there's just so many other games. Um, it's my daughter. Isn't your wife opposed to stupid stuff, too? Yes. but <laughs> I'd make but a crack opposed- here, but I'm not going to. Oh, were you going to say something about if she doesn't like stupid stuff, then how she married me? Yeah, well, Um, you know, it's kind of obvious, so yes. So, um, I'll I'll respond to that unspoken dig, um, is that my wife doesn't mind stupid things. Her problem is with, like, absurd stupid things, and I'm not absurd, I'm just stupid. It's different. So, like, she doesn't like, dude, where's my car, or snakes on a plane. Right. Like, those are absurd and stupid. Okay. Um, I think Untitled Goose Game is not actually that absurd. Like, okay. Toe Jam and Earl is absurd. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Goat Simulator is absurd. Right. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where we're at. I don't know. Goat Simulator is, I don't think, is that far off from this from Untitled Goose Game, because you can basically just go terrorize people in Goat Simulator, too. But the difference is that Goat Simulator is small, or not, Goat Goat Simulator is intentionally broken in an effort to, like, just encourage you to just do stupid crap in, in like, a playground, whereas Untitled Goose Game actually has, is like a puzzle game. It's like a stealth action game, almost, because Mm -hmm. you're hiding, you're so... They, they are functionally different. Um, okay. And my daughter is so hungry for Goose Game. Like, she is <laughs> so desperate to play the Goose Game. Because she saw it on YouTube, and she's yeah. like, oh my god, Daddy, I want the Goose Game. And so, we're going to get it eventually, and she'll play it. But Yeah. It's going to be like it's her a, game. Yeah, it's a budget title, too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was 15 on launch, but now, by now it's 20, I'm sure, you know. Um, yeah. And it's coming to everything. Right now it's just on Switch. Yeah. Uh, but it's coming to everything, so. Yeah. Maybe it's on PC. It's probably on PC also, but. Yeah. I watched a decent part of it um, at PAX because Anna was watching it. It was kind of funny. There was like a crazy long line. Um, to play it, but they had like a couch set up in front of their little, the thing where you could play it in front of the demo. You could go sit on the couch and play. So Anna and Isaac sat on the couch, like not, you know, skipping a line or anything, just sat on the couch to sit down because Isaac's back was hurting him really bad. So he just wanted to sit down and Anna was sitting down next to him. And then when the person, uh, finished their demo, she was like reaching for the controller and the guy, you know, comes up to Isaac, like he didn't want to like yell at Anna and he's like, Oh, you know, like there's, there's, there's a line for that. And Isaac's like, yeah, no, we're just sitting here. Give back the control. <laughs> but yeah, she, um, she thought she could use her cute, I think, to, uh, to get what she wants. Cause they usually work. So, um, I mean, you know, use what you got, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that's like, but, um, yeah, man, it looks great. I can't. Yeah. I can't wait. It, the, the memes are the best part, though. Right. Yeah. The memes are so good. Have yeah. you seen the one where she's where the the goose is running away with um, uh, Thanos's glove? No. <laughs> um. The 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 caption is "I am inevitable to what the hell?" And then it's the goose running away <laughs> with the Infinity Gauntlet. Um. <laughs> like. This stupid goose, man. I'm just, it's yeah. just so good. Yeah. Um, so other really stupid, funny stuff. Jeopardy. Oh, Jeopardy. <laughs> Those guys. Those guys who are so, oh, man. I, I just, I, I can't even think of the words. But anyhow, so what happened is, is they found um, a joke tweet um, that was made by per- was someone, I don't even know who it was, but they basically said that all of the pieces in Tetris had names, and um, that is complete BS, but uh, Jeopardy turned that uh, into <laughs> one of their um, questions or, you know, answers, because the person gives the question, you know, however you want to think about that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> so, and of course now L- Everybody who knows anything that are gamers just having a field day, having a heyday, yeah. field day, just uh, loving this thing, and it's funny. I think it's funny too. Um, but yeah, I mean, how could you seriously? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like Orange Ricky. So <laughs> I, I will admit that when I saw it, it looked fine. Like I was like, that, <laughs> it was made in like the eighties, like. Might have had stupid stuff going on. So I thought it was at least plausible. Um, and then Twitter fixed that. But that's the issue, is that it was so easy to find. Like, a quick Twitter search for yeah. one of those names would have brought you to, like, Frank Cifaldi or whatever, being like, nah, guys, I'm looking at the instruction manual right now. It is not yeah. say that. Because the instruction manual is, like, online. Yeah. <laughs> like you can see it. So, it, man, I it here's what it, it really makes me wonder... Uh, how they write their questions. Like, it right. calls into the question, like, their process. 
I mean, yeah. th- they're allowed to get one wrong. I'm sure that it's not even the first one they've gotten wrong. But, yeah. you know, it's funny. It's very funny. It is. Yeah. It's almost as funny as um, there was a meme a while ago, and somebody told me that it was doctored, but it was somebody, like, the question was about, um, I think the answer was Sonic or something like that, and the the people's um, answers were just completely absurd, like Zelda, which is ridiculous because, you know, Zelda isn't even a character that you play, um, or like Donkey Kong or something like that, but um, but yeah. So typically, it's the uh, the people on Jeopardy who don't know much about games, but right. um, but anyhow, so you know, I so wouldn't that be surprised. If, I wouldn't be surprised if some people that are aware of games but don't actually know anything about it would think that Link was Zelda. That's that meme is is a meme for a reason. There are legit yeah. people who think his name is Zelda. <laughs> All right. I've spoken to these people. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They, or that, or more appropriately, they might not know. That they might assume he doesn't have a name. Oh, like, yeah, I can and see that. that. He's just like this, you know, that guy from the Zelda game. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely people out there that that think his name is Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Because if you've never met somebody named Zelda, you don't know that that's like an actual like well, that it's a girl's name. <laughs> you know. I guess. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see here. So, was there anything else in games? Did I miss anything? Um, let's see. I'm about to topple off my pillow. <laughs> right. And there she goes. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, in an attempt to place my computer at some place where I won't disturb my daughter and also where our Wi-Fi network is strong enough for Skype not to drop, is in my living room. And so I have my computer on our coffee table, and so in order to be level with the computer, I have uh, I'm sitting on a bunch of pillows. And uh, so it's that's like you're playing I, a board. It's like you're playing board games in college. Like just right. hanging around the table, and there's not yes. enough chairs, so you're just rolling in with the. Um, yeah, I wanted to be able to use my good mic and not my headset, hence, which is why I wanted to, you know, have the coffee table set up and not just hold my computer on my lap but anyhow so yes i am perched upon a precarious pile of pillows oh i don't know i think that needs to be the episode title (laughs) perched on a precarious (laughs) pile of pillows (laughs) that's a great sounds like a title of a book it does um (laughs) as far as video game go video game stuff goes Uh, no i don't think there really has been anything else that particularly interesting okay they delayed doom till next year so we gotta wait that's it. Okay. All right. That's it. Um, I just gave the news. Got to play it. Okay. Although it comes out the same day as Animal Crossing now. Now, that'll be an interesting battle. Doom Eternal, okay. the Animal Crossing, um, whatever the game is. Yeah. There's got to be... Someone's got to make a meme about that. That's uh, for sure. Uh, that's already happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Movies and TV. So, um... This was brought to our attention by our superfan, Jay. Hey, Jay. Um, this probably would have completely not got my attention had he not sent it to us. So anyhow, so Disney is going to be using um, Gina Davis's new tool, um, which is called, what's the thing called again? GDIQ, spell check for bias, um, which is basically an algorithm that goes through uh, movie scripts 
and kind of sees like how many uh, female characters you have, how many um, LBGT characters you have, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it's somewhat controversial, at least with people who are like crazy about Disney and stuff now. Um, based on this article that I'm reading that he sent us from InsideTheMagic.net, um, some of these Disney sites are so crazy. But anyhow, <laughs> it's amazing. We didn't even realize this until we went to Disneyland for the first time. And Isaac is like, there are so many sites just about yeah. how to avoid a line yeah. at Disneyland. You know, so anyhow. Um, but anyhow, so I kind of think this could go two ways. So if it's being used to sort of dictate the way scripts are written, then that is bad. If it's being used to just sort of call attention right. to things that maybe the writers might want to change, then I think that it's completely okay. I don't yeah. have a problem with it. I I, so. I would agree with that as well. I think working within the confines of something is part of the creative process I don't think is good. But mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we do have tools and we use tools that allow us to see bias that we maybe not yeah. understand um, or recognize just because they're the ways that we've learned um, to tell stories, the way we've learned to talk about people, the way we've learned to describe people or wh whatever it is mm -hmm. that it's going, you know, that it's going to identify. Um, I think for that, I think it's it's a tool like anything else. And it's all about how you end up using it. So, yeah, but, you know, we have so much unconscious bias that we don't think about. We don't recognize. Um, I just taught my women's study students. I, I told them I was going to shatter their worlds and I made them <laughs> watch a video called um, Stalking for Love. I can't remember if I talked about this already. No, okay. I don't think so. Um, Stalking for Love, which is from a YouTube channel called um, Pop Culture Detective. Um, and I said, you guys are gonna be mad at me when this is over because it's pretty much gonna ruin romantic comedies for you. Because if you pay <laughs> attention to, um, a lot of romantic comedy storylines have this, like, you know, guy who does what would in real life be creepy. <laughs> like, right. I mean, the examples, I mean, they're, twi the Twilight is one of them, and they all laughed at Twilight, which made me happy. Um, but he's Say like, anything. I like to watch you sleep because it's fascinating or whatever. It's like, this guy right. broke into your house and watched yeah. you sleep. This is not romantic. This is terrifying. Um, yeah. it had Groundhog's Day. It had Say Anything. It had, yeah. um, uh, American Beauty. I mean, there's just like, you take it and it's got some romantic component to it. And often there's a stalker involved. Um, so, or a stalking plotline. Um, so I think th even things like that are so easy for us to just think are part of how we tell stories without thinking mm -hmm. about the message and how it's interpreted. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, I think, yeah. It's, I think it's good. I, I think one of the things that Jay had said when he posed it to us was he thought it would uh, curb creativity. But like you said, if it's used to check biases and it's not a confine you have to write within, I think, yeah. you know, that's, that's how it would be an effective tool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Stephen? Um, quiet. So, I mean, I, I mean, I feel similarly to, uh, to the two of you. I think, you know, acknowledging the argument and wiping away, you know, the, the absurd ones, which of, of which there are plenty. Um, I think a lot of folks are 
I, I can't even say a lot. The few people that have a valid complaint are really concerned about like using this tool to disrupt like artistic vision, right? right? And because right. Disney is a massive corporation that is not really would be expected to try and homogenize things and try and like work like workshop things, right? Mm-hmm. To death. Um, and uh, I think that there's a concern there, right? Like this is definitely yeah. like. This, you know, looking at this as like Skynet, like the turn it on and like right. it could all of a sudden like change everything. Um, but I think the, the, uh, it's just like any other tool, right? Yeah. Sometimes tools are good. Sometimes they're bad, right? Like it, it doesn't feel good to hit yourself in the hand with a hammer, but we still need hammers. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I think the one, my counterpoint to that argument is, and, and this happens every time when we're like, oh, we need more female characters in video games, right? Like, yeah. you know, why not force that? Why let them create their art, you know, let their vision live? And it's like, I think a lot of the people that say that don't create art. Um, yeah. Because um, as someone who does, right, you know, I mm-hmm. create it for myself, right? My fiction is atrocious. Um, but... <laughs> Um, objectively, it's really bad, Nicole. Um, but like, the, um, but there's some stuff that people just don't really care about. Like, I think not everyone is Hideo Kojima that like, right. really desperately wants every blade of grass and every like mushroom that sprouts when you pee on a rock to like be very specific. Like, most people <laughs> care about like 20%, right? And like, yeah. The guy doing, you know, the, the team, because also it's not just one, like, ignore authorship, right? Like, yeah. nothing at Disney is made by one person. Like, they don't really care, like, about the small talk being said in a diner. That's just small talk, right? So, like, making right. sure that they're not all dudes is cool. And having yeah. a tool to help fix that fixes that problem. Yeah. And, like... That's what this tool is for. It's just so they don't have, I mean, so they don't have to freak out about it. They just go and they get it and the tool says, hey, there's too many dudes in that diner. And then they fix it. So there's like the appropriate number. That sounds great to me. Like, I would love that. Or they don't, but they realize like that that's what they're doing. Um, Yeah. So it's funny. I didn't put this on our list of things to discuss, but I shared it because it was pretty, um, surprising to me so um i think it was scary mommy or i don't know where it um originated but was talking about um morticia adams and about how she is such a great role model because she's you know empowered yep. and she you know owns her sexuality and all that kind of stuff but the thing that was most surprising to me was that the adams family passes the um, bechdel test the bechdel test yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like what? <laughs> like, really? Like, it was just, I, I was just completely shocked that that was the case mm-hmm. because it's not a movie that you would even think of right. to do that. So, yeah. um, but man, yeah. So that family, um, that, that, but that's the irony is that family right. is not dysfunctional. Right. Right. Like they're yeah. wacky, but they're not dysfunctional. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yep. The mar- the mom and dad, like they they have a very healthy relationship, even though outward from outward appearances, you would think that they wouldn't. Right. But yeah. like 
you know, they just do goofy crap, but that's the irony of the whole thing. That's what's so great yeah. about it. Um, yeah. I have some friends from the LARP, the uh, Northeastern United States LARP community that are like all in on the Adams family. Yeah. All in on them. And so I've, I have known about the wholesomeness of the Adams family for a long time. I saw that article f- fly through from Scary Mommy and I was like, it's about time they, they figure it out. Yeah. I had never thought about applying the Bechtel test to it, but I just, but that doesn't surprise me. I just didn't. Yeah. I'm not qualified to do that math. <laughs> <laughs> one plus one is two. <laughs> know, That's man. pretty I much the math of the Bechtel test. Two women <laughs> talking to each other about not a guy. <laughs> yeah. I just assume it's complicated. It's very simplified. So it's pretty- I, w- I leave it to the experts. Pretty easy. Y- y'all will tell me if it's good or not. <laughs> well, and it's funny that that you bring that up after I was talking about that pop culture detective uh, stalking for love video because it's uh-huh. um, the Adams family that he uses as an example of like a positive love story at the end of it. Yeah, it's like you know, yeah. think about this. Think about the empowerment that comes from knowing who you are and being able to express it in your relationship in a way that's not creepy. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the Joker was um, just released, and it has been extremely divisive. Um, some people absolutely love it and think it's amazing. Others think it's terrible, and yet still others just are completely unsettled by it and completely uncomfortable with it. Um, and there is someone, one of my friends that went to go see it said that there were people that walked out of the theater um, because they were so sort of just unsettled and uncomfortable. Mm. Like it's just like, you know, they needed to remove themselves from that situation, which if you're going to have those, that kind of problem, then hooray for you noticing that you need to remove yourself from that situation. Um, So I haven't seen it yet. Um, I want to. I mean, it's always seemed interesting to me since I saw, like, the first trailers for it. Um, But I kind of want to see it more now. Because of the controversy. For a few reasons. Because of the controversy Mm -hmm. and also because um, Peter Travers, um, long time, long time movie reviewer for Rolling Stone. um, Our opinions seem to line up on lots of things. And he just gave it a glowing review. Mm -hmm. Um, So... So yeah, so I'm interested. I assume neither of you guys have seen it. No, I have no interest. No, I have yeah. I probably won't either. I will not yeah, I will not see it. Um I it's twenty nineteen and they made a movie that uh provides a sympathetic view of a guy who's like awkward and misunderstood and he turns into a super villain um and kills a bunch of people. Um, and so for me, uh, I don't, I just don't think we need that in this world right now. So, I I mean, go ahead make it and whatever. It's just. Yeah. I mean, I can't say because I haven't seen it, but from what I've read and heard from people is that it's not, it's not really a sympathetic view. Like, you know, it's, it's different than that. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen it, so it's hard to say for sure, but it seems to sort of fall into this really weird 
um, from people who have really complimented it, that it seems to fall into this sort of weird area that very few films have ever fallen. Um, so, so I don't know. Um, I, I doubt I'll see it in the theaters, maybe, but I will definitely watch it when it uh, comes to Netflix or HBO or mm-hmm. wherever it ends up. Sure. Because it's super interesting to me. So, um, but speaking of HBO, it just reminded me, I also didn't put this in our list, but quick little, uh, announcement here. Uh, His Dark Materials has a release date, finally, that is November 4th. I mean, HBO has just been saying fall, 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 but now we know it starts on November 4th and I am super excited. Um, they, uh, released another trailer, um, which if you haven't read the books and, planning to watch the show and don't want spoilers don't watch that trailer because it basically gives away the whole thing (laughs) but anyhow (laughs) but if you're excited like i am and have read the books and sort of know what happens then watch it because it just makes you more excited so very much looking forward to that um steven i know you said you never read the books regina did you did you i started the first one and i don't think i finished it not because I didn't want to, but I don't know. That seems to be my pattern lately. <laughs> <laughs> I get started and I don't finish things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited about that, though. Are you going to watch yes. the television show then? Okay. <laughs> yes. That'll make it easier yeah. that way then. I haven't, um, yeah, I haven't been watching the trailers because I don't want to bias myself on it. I just want to jump in and watch it when it comes out. So, Yeah. 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 Um, so let's see, what else? Stranger Things 4 was officially announced. It's not news that there's going to be a fourth season of Stranger Things. Um, although the announcement was just a teaser with the logo. There wasn't really anything else going on there. Although the creators, I think, have been doing interviews here and there. I haven't read any of them because, honestly, I have lost interest in Stranger Things. We sort of had this conversation before, but, um... But yeah, lots of people are excited. I'm like, nah, whatever. <laughs> Anyhow. I don't know really how they can do it, but I mean, it's cool, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, the the third one ended in this huge cliffhanger, so there's plenty for them to do. Um, you know, it's just, I'm just sort of over it. Well, I was actually kind of over it after the first season, but now... I'm super over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so over it I didn't watch the third season. <laughs> hey, you know what? You did not. I was just kind of like, uh, you know, the first season was, I was all in. But like you said, yeah. once once we knew what the monster looked like, it lost its appeal. And the second yeah. season, I appreciated the development of some of the characters, but not enough to be like, oh, let's see what happened to so-and-so. So, yeah. Yeah. It was so bad that when we started watching season three, I was like, I don't really remember a lot from season two. Like, I remember a ton from season right. one, but I was just like, wow, that tells me exactly how impactful watching that season yep. was. Um, but the first one, still awesome, uh, which is kind of funny. We were starting to um, shop for Halloween decorations because Halloween is my holiday. We don't really celebrate many holidays at all, so we just go all out for Halloween. Um, So I'm super excited about that. We just got a giant fuzzy spider, and I bought... I saw the pic of that. 
Yeah, we got a web that we're going to, like one of those huge ones that you attach to the side of the yeah. house and you pull it out and it covers like the whole yard. Yeah. Um, so super excited That's about fun. that. Um, but anyhow, there was a Halloween costume of the mom um, from Stranger Things and she had like the string of Christmas lights wrapped around her. Like that was the costume. I was like, oh my God, that is amazing. So, um, but, uh, so let's see what else is going on there. So Sony has been working on, um, a movie version of Masters of the Universe for a very long time. Um, and now they're thinking that maybe rather than releasing the, the film in theaters, they may just put it straight on Netflix. Um, which is an interesting thing and actually seems like kind of a trend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's super interesting to me because like it could really change the whole dynamic of sort of going to the movie theater because seeing a movie is super expensive as it is. Yep. So, you know, if you can just sit and watch it on Netflix, then I don't see any reason to go to the movie theater very much. I mean, it's cool. Like we go sit in the big crazy Dolby cinema to watch things. Yeah. Um, and sometimes just the experience is good. Like for the big ones, like we're going to go see frozen Two probably, um, over Thanksgiving weekend when my mother-in-law is here, Anna really wants to see it. So, and I want to see it now too, because it doesn't look like it's a, whatever the first one was. I really, I really (laughs) like the, the colors, like the fact that it feels like fall. Right. Yeah. Like it really yeah. feels different. And so, yeah, yeah. I want to see it too. Anyway, I don't want to disrupt it. I just, you mentioned Frozen 2. Just want to talk about, man, does that movie, like the first one felt winter and this one feels fall to me. And I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about this sort of move away from theaters? It's inevitable. To streaming. Yeah, yeah I think we've been heading there. I think that's one of the reasons why we have the um, emergence of, um, well, the one we have here in town is called Cinetopia, where you have a restaurant mm-hmm. and alcohol yeah. associated with it, and you have a luxury experience with bigger seats, and, you know, you can prop your feet up, and, you know, the, they have, like, par- parlor theaters, which are literally couches for you to sit on. Um, you know, they're really comfy and soft pillows and stuff. So, um, I think that that's one of the reasons why those came out because like getting you out of your house is harder and harder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the last time we went, what did we see? Isaac and I went by, we went by ourselves. Oh, it was it chapter two. Um, but, uh, there's like, it's like, I mean, not like you sit down and have people bring your food, but you can get like regular meat. Not that they're good. Right. But like regular right. meals at a normal yeah. movie theater, yeah. um, which is kind of weird. And the one movie theater that we go to near us, the one that has the Dolby cinema in it, every single one of those theaters has big, um, soft seats with recliners. Yeah. Every single theater. They yeah. don't have any of the old style seating anymore. Yeah. Um, but they had to do yeah, something. They had to do something, and I think that's part of what it is. Um, but but then it's also gotten more expensive because, like, I watched the tickets right. continue to creep up, and so like the one here has yeah. Tuesdays as like you know a discount day or something like that. So it's five dollars yeah. off or something. But five dollars off is still, you know, 
yeah. 10 bucks or, you know, per ticket. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I sat, my I, when I took Evan to go see Endgame, mm-hmm. we sat in, like, a regular seat. And it was the first time I'd sat in a regular seat in a very long time. And it was really just uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They don't have any, like, restaurant movie theaters near me yet. Mm. That just hasn't found its way to Connecticut, but I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it will. I mean, I don't know if you guys... There was a... I'm sure it will. Um, The... I don't know if you guys saw... Like, there was a chart that talked about how um, the... You know, movies are making, like, record money. Yeah. But fewer tickets are being bought now than they ever have been in the past. Um, so, and it's just because tickets are so much more expensive. Um, and unique viewers is probably, you know, I, I didn't see the stats, but I bet unique viewers is going down too because of the number of people who go multiple times. Um, it's, I mean, this is, it's inevitable. This is, you know, moving into the, 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 the digital space where, you know, it's cheaper to just make a movie. You don't have to put it on a big screen and you can just throw it right to Netflix or to your own streaming services. I mean, straight to Disney Plus is going to yeah. be a thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be a lucrative thing, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And I'll watch E-Man yeah, on, and it's- on Netflix. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's funny too that like, you know, I mean, HBO, Netflix, all those guys have had really, really great um, original stuff, which I think has sort of propped up them and made them respectful. Because I remember when I was growing up, if there was a movie that was like straight to DVD or straight to VHS, that was like a sign that it was a really terrible movie. Like, I don't know. Did you guys have that experience too? Yes. Yeah. So, but anyhow, but like I said, straight to Netflix is, you know... Because they've had so much good um, yeah. original stuff. Yeah. So um, Stranger Things being one of them, at least the first season. Do you know what's interesting is um, it's being filmed, uh, season two right now is being filmed of Umbrella Academy. And that show was actually, um, was only beat by Stranger Things season two uh, as in terms of viewership. So that's nuts because I thought that that Umbrella Can- Academy was more of a niche thing. Yeah. Um, but apparently, no, it's super popular, which is cool. Yeah. Because I really liked it. I can't wait for the next season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, too. Yeah. But we got season three of The Dragon Prince coming. And if you haven't watched The Dragon Prince yet, I'm just going to throw this out there, folks. Yeah. Dragon Prince is really good. Yeah, I know one of the creators behind that. (laughs) Used to work at the game developer. Are we surprised? Nicole knows everyone. No, I know. (laughs) It's just, the thing that's cool, having been in this industry so long, is to see these people that are really, really talented and sort of were just getting started in games. Like, his name is Justin Richmond, and he has worked through games, and now he's doing um, The Dragon Prince. He was creative director at Naughty Dog for a while on the Uncharted franchise, and it's just been, it's so cool to watch these people who you know are, like, super talented when they first get started to sort of, you know, move into these wonderful things. It's just very awesome. Will happen to me one day, hopefully, when I publish a novel. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Um, that's true. Truth be told, that's how I feel about Simone de Rochefort. 
Yeah. Like, the yeah, first time I met true. her, I was like, this girl's rad. And guess what? She's doing <laughs> rad things at freaking Paya. So anyway. Yep. Books and comics. Just um, real quickly. So I am reading The Institute, Stephen King's newest one. Uh, super great page turner. You know, it's one of those ones, like I said, I read before. Um, I was telling you guys I read before I go to sleep. Not a good this idea. This one's not so much a good idea to read before I go to sleep. <laughs> And not because it's scary or anything like that. It's just really interesting. Mm. Um, and it's cool because he keeps his chapters super short, which is nothing, not anything that I noticed in his books before. But it it makes it a lot easier knowing that these chapters are short. That it's just, like, oh, oh, I'll one just more. do one I'll more. Just do one more. Yeah, it's only a few more pages. I'll just do one more. Um, but it's really interesting. The other thing that's amazing to me about him is how creative he has managed to stay after writing like it's i think this is his 62nd or 61st book um it's insane and yet it's so prolific any anything else that he has written Hmm. like you would think that things would get repetitive we'll get repetitive after a while yes he is but he's not really so um but this book super good um it starts out with like one storyline and then jumps to a completely different storyline like you would think these were two different um books which at first I was like well maybe they are because he's had like um sort of like a short story compilations yeah. that he has done quite a few times um but then like I just got to the part last night where it became um obvious how this is going to link up where they're going to link up. And I was like, cause it's like one of those like great sort of like, aha almost moments. Like, Oh, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or I know something's going to happen, but I want to know what it is. And I don't want to stop reading, but I had to, because it was really time to go to sleep. <laughs> I had to so, stop. <laughs> I had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so are you guys reading anything? I'm still reading because internet. Yeah. I'm slowly plodding my way through. I'm really trying to relish it. It is. She's. I. I'm. And the main thing is, I'm. I'm hungry. There's a whole chapter on memes. <laughs> nice. Um. And I really want to get there. Um. Yeah. But man, part of it, I'm. I'm getting ready for a LARP this weekend, and so of that has that, that has, um, stolen a lot more of my time than I expected for a lot of really stupid reasons. None of which matter to the people listening to this podcast. If you want to know, find me on Facebook. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> the minutia of preparing for a LARP event. <sighs> um, oh, and, man. Um, it's it's incredibly, like, just, oh, God. So, um, I have created seven spreadsheets for my what? LARP in the last three days. What? <laughs> what? Well, okay, so let me just do it. Um... So the game is ending. Not like the whole oh. game, but like this particular chapter, chapter is ending yeah. after 20 some odd years. Wow. wow. Um, so, and as a result, any objects, like any treasure that you have found, more or less, you gotta gotta use it or it's gone. Mm. And we have more than we realized. <laughs> and so we are finding, <laughs> trying to find ways to use as, use it as efficiently as possible so that we can get yeah. the most out of it moving forward. Meanwhile, we're preparing because it's like, you know, the final, like, quote unquote, final battle, etc. Also, mm-hmm. I've decided that um, <laughs> I 
I'm literally there's a, a Facebook group dedicated entirely to this group to this game, um, and I have been creating memes um, and talking an immense amount of crap to the guy who plays the big villain. <laughs> okay. To the point where, um, yeah, it's it's just so dumb. I just keep saying that I'm going to kick the crap out of him, and it's really funny because we like each other. But you wouldn't know if you just read it. It's, it's really yeah. funny. It's really funny. Um, but so yeah, seven spreadsheets in the last three days. Um, Insane. This is what nerds do, guys. This yeah. Some, like you know, it has become a joke between myself and Isaac. Like, because he's always making spreadsheets for everything. So oh, God, been, so is Chris. This is, it's, I swear it's, it's a programmer thing. They're just like, yeah. oh, I'll just make a spreadsheet. I'm like, why? So, yeah, it got to the point where I he would come to talk to me about something, and I'd be like, let me guess, you made a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and he would always be like, yes. Yes, so, I did. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. If it's a programmer thing, Stephen, you have missed your calling. Right. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I'm detail-oriented enough to be a programmer. It does take a lot of attention to detail. That's yeah. for sure. You guys know I have, like, wicked ADHD, right? Yes, like, I would have a real hard time coding. Yeah. All right, well, is that it, then? Yeah. I think so. Okay. All right, cool. Well, then that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail. Dot com. We also have a Facebook page, and that's our handle on Twitter. I write for the Geek Embassy, and I actually have written recently. Yes. I need to write again. Um, and I have been doing my solo podcast, Geeky Thrones Girl. I need to do an episode this week, but I have gotten back into that. And I will be on two panels at Geek Girl Con, uh, one of which will be with Regina. Yay! about the portrayal of women in Game of Thrones, and the other one is about grief and fandom, where I'm going to get to talk about how sad the show ending made me. The fact that the show ended, not the, like, ending right, of the story, right. because I didn't have a problem right. with that. But, but just um, the, yeah. And I just, I just wonder what the response is going to be to me not having a problem with that. <laughs> like, I'm really, I am really curious as to what this whole experience is going to be like, because... You know, the ending is going to come right. up. And so I'm I'm really, really curious to see if as many people are going to be upset with it as yeah. you would think based on, yeah. you know, what, what you see online. Like, yeah. yeah. Or if it's like people like us that are like not terribly vocal and are just like, you know, yeah, it was fine. So anyhow, it'll be interesting to see that. So GeekerCon is November 16th and 17th in Seattle. You should totally come check it out. Besides seeing us speak, it's a really cool show. Um, it is. So, the best con. Yeah. My, it is. Sorry. It is absolutely Sorry, every con. other con, but Geek Girl Con wins. Right. Yep. Yep. For yep. sure. Um, and my handle on Twitter is at Nicole Tanner. Uh, Regina, head geek of Geek Embassy. Like I said, we're I'm writing at least a yeah. little bit. And you just brought Game On Girl back. I did. Well, Yay. yes, that's my news. So I teased this last time. Yeah. I've been trying to figure out um, how to merge Game On Girl and Game On Girl on the go. Um, mm. So I have merged the streams, um, which, you know, Ghostbusters told us not to do. Um, right. But I did anyway. 
Um, and I'm still feeling, figuring out a little bit of the details of it, but yes, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's morphing. Um, it is doing some weird things on Facebook, but, um, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of episodes. There's 150 episodes of Game on Girl. So it's currently going through the wow, yeah. sifting through and like bringing the new, um, content into the, to the anchor feed. Um, so. Mm. That was what I was waiting on doing that before I did any more content because I wanted them to be the same feed. So that happened. Yeah. Um. And what was else was I going to say? Oh, so I just got um invited to speak at or to do a panel at um Jet City Comic Show, mm. which is in Tacoma, um at the right. end of October. The 26th, I think it is, Saturday the 26th. Yeah. Um, so Isabel and I are going up for that. And, um, I might invite Nicole if you're interested yeah. in being on a panel. Um, I sure. need two more gamers. So, <laughs> yeah. If you want to come down for yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, if it's in, um, Tacoma, you know, I would have to double check yeah. dates. But yeah, Tacoma is doable. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it is very yeah. much doable for me to just drive down for exactly. the day. Because we drive down there for, yeah. you know, the, pinball machine thing <laughs> it's a very <laughs> the thing. Jet, jet city is a nice show it's small it's really small we did one day the last time we went for it and it was a nice it's a nice very comics very small indie comics focused show but um but yeah. had some fun stuff so yeah if you could do that that would be fantastic i will shoot you an email with the date cool. so you can check yes. all right awesome all right and steven editor and founder of engaged family gaming what's going on steven have you been doing anything with EFG since you're so immersed in preparing for LARP? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, we uh, we launched another podcast last week. Um, oh, cool! It's called the EFG Arcade, and it's literally um, it's all about Apple Arcade, um, oh. and it is uh, the EFG Apple Arcade game of the week. And it's just me and one of my kids every week. We are going to choose a game and talk about it. So the first week it was what the golf. And last, and this week, it was word laces as chosen by Megan. Nice, um, cool. Because it's a word puzzle game that my six year old is better than me at. At some point, like we were <laughs> sitting and I was playing this game, and she was just sitting next to me and just looking at the screen. And she goes, "Dad, mm-hmm. I think the answer to this is time." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, Dad, it's time." Um, and so then she did it and, you know, it's like, you you draw a line between some letters and letter combinations and it's like shoelaces Uh connecting it. Um, and then eventually she did one by herself and did, uh, dad, I, can you just, it's, I know the answer is romance. Can you just do it? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) what? Help me spell it. Yeah. Um, cause she couldn't figure out how to draw the connection between the right. letters. She knew where they were. She yeah. just couldn't get around something. Um, uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, that, so we launched that. We're about to have episode 200 of uh, the EFG podcast next week, which will be a soft launch. Um, and, and then also the launch of three other podcasts, including one that's all about reviewing games and one that's all about Magic the Gathering that will be a minute a day. So it'll be something like the Magic Minute, more or less. Um, okay. And But you can't call it that because too many other people thought of that, so I'm going to come up with some other title for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're calling it the EFG Podcast Platform. 
of which yeah. there will be many, many, many podcasts. And so we're going to talk all about that on next week's episode of the EFG podcast because it'll be episode 200 with new music cool. and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back in a few weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.